Welcome everyone, this is the DFS Bum. Alright, good game here Sunday night for the showdown. We have New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, let's get into the game. If you have not yet subscribed to the channel, please go ahead and do so. I would definitely appreciate that. So, alright guys, let's start off and we'll look at the quarterbacks here. Two fairly decent options. Of course, we have Tom Brady just having a good solid year with the Bucks. Matchup for him is pretty solid. The Saints' overall defense is 21st. Positionally against the quarterbacks are 27th. So Brady's probably going to have a pretty big night, I'd imagine. Drew Brees, on the other hand, a little bit tougher matchup for him. The Bucks' overall defense is 4th. And positionally, they're 2nd against quarterbacks. So, uh, so yeah, kind of tail of two halves. Price-wise, Brady's 16500 Drew Brees is only 16000 on FanDuel. So with uh, with Brady only being 500 bucks more, I mean, in my brain, uh, it's, or in my mind, it's kind of a no-brainer. For the year, Brady's been averaging almost 22 points. Brees about 20. Brady's last five games, he had 19 points, 37, 15, 14, and 34. If we go back with, with uh, Brees, he's had 20. 24, 22, 17, and 24. So you do see Breeze probably maybe a little bit more consistent, but Brady's certainly have that upside there. On DraftKings, Brady's price is going to be 15,600, so it's kind of expensive there. And whereas uh, Drew Breeze, he's 1,600 less, so will that be? It'll be 14,400 there for him. So he is cheaper on quite a bit cheaper on DraftKings. Um, I don't know about that much, I guess. $700 difference compared to the $500 difference. You know, of course, how they do their, their salary caps a little bit different from FanDuel or DraftKings. But but uh, Brady is a guy, I, I like him on FanDuel for an MVP uh, candidate. Maybe not as much on DraftKings, though I definitely, you know, he, he's going to be in probably a majority of my lineups um, that I play. All right, let's take a look here at who they'll be throwing to. And uh, this is where I could see definitely the MV, some MVP candidates coming uh, out of this part, um, along with Kamara, who we'll get to when we talk to the running backs. Uh, and it looks like Godwin's going to play, and Michael Thomas is finally going to play. I don't think Thomas has played was first or second week. Uh, so between both those guys, guys like Mike Evans, uh, I could definitely see one of those three potentially being an MVP particularly when you go into something like uh, DraftKings when you have to take into account the salary multiplier for the captain spot there. So uh, let's go in here and we'll look at these guys uh, a little bit closer here. Uh, Matchup-wise, as we mentioned overall, it's just going to favor the Bucks team against the Saints, uh, you know, versus uh, vice versa, basically. Um, now, positionally, the receivers for the Bucks also have a pretty good matchup. The Saints are 24th. Uh, against the opposing wide receivers from a fantasy standpoint, whereas the Bucks uh, are pretty good at it. They're eighth. So, again, uh, a little bit tougher matchup uh, for the New Orleans side of the ball. Godwin, he's coming in at 14000 on FanDuel. He's 1600 less on DraftKings. He's been averaging about 13 points for the year. Targets, seven. Uh, he's obviously out in the field quite a bit when he plays. Usage rate is up there. It's pretty darn high for someone who plays that much. Let's see here. <laughs> Excuse me. And now with him, he has been banged up this year, so he's only played two out of the last five games. Two games ago, he had a 19-point game. Prior to that, he had a seven-point game. 
But uh, overall, he's definitely a talented player and capable of putting up some big numbers, particularly with the matchups that we have here. Now, like I say, Michael Thomas, uh, he'd really only played that one game. It was so long ago. I don't even think it would have been yeah, in the last five games. He didn't really do a whole lot in that game. I know he didn't have over 10 points. I think it was maybe like six or seven, something like that. He's obviously he's a very talented player. His price tag is 14000 on FanDuel. He's 1700 less on DraftKings, so he's a little bit cheaper than Godwin. Uh, when he did play, he had about five targets that game. Uh, of course, there's really not a whole lot to go off of this year, but you guys all know um, he's just a, he's just a good player. Um, so I'd probably expect him to come out and have a good game uh, for the Saints. So from here, we also have, going back with the Bucks. we have guys like Mike Evans and Scotty Miller. Evans having a pretty strong year. He's been averaging about 12 points. Last week out was pretty good for him. He had 14 points, 7 targets. Price tag's 13500 on FanDuel. He's 1100 less on DraftKings. Like I mentioned earlier, we've got a great matchup. All the Bucks receivers do. So that's a guy. You could see him potentially being in that MVP spot. Um, now on, uh, you know, and particularly, you know, on DraftKings, it just seems like you might have a, it just seems more often that you see the skilled players in there versus a quarterback where a lot of times you see the quarterback in the MVP spot on uh, FanDuel. And that quarterback um, on FanDuel, too, is usually, I mean, you can see, like, most people play their quarterbacks in the captain spot. So if you, you know, basically any lineups that you have with Brady in, Brady in there, there would probably be a potential to be a bigger tie on FanDuel, whereas if you throw in a skilled player at that spot, a uh, captain spot, um, it's going to be less likely to have a tie, which I suppose makes makes sense, uh, particularly because Brady's pretty good at spreading the ball around. Uh, now with Evans here, let's just see any other thoughts about him. You know, really nothing, I guess, that comes to mind. I mean, he's just a good, solid player. There's, there's some good, solid players to choose from. It seems like we've had some kind of either, uh, a mix of like a really great matchup on these showdown slates at night with the NFL, or they've just been like some really shitty matchups with some just shitty teams. But uh, like I say, we've got some some good options to choose from. Uh, now, outside of those three guys, like I say, I don't really see anybody else really being um, uh, like a good MVP candidate. Of course, anything can happen, but I just don't really see it. Um, Scotty Miller, though, is just as far as just guys going into your lineup. He is uh, he's eleven thousand, and so with Godwin playing, I think that might be a little bit expensive for him. He's eighteen hundred less on DraftKings for the year. He's been averaging about eight points, targets about five. Uh, a game what he has played his usage rate he's been out there 58 or not his usage rate his snap rate he's been out there 58 percent of the time 13 percent usage rate so he's definitely an option but again I, I probably see maybe his uh upside being down a little bit um with godwin back in but he's a guy of course you could populate with lineups uh emmanuel sanders looks like that he is off the injured reserve Going back with the Saints side of the ball, he's also 11,000 on FanDuel. I'll, I'll back up with uh, Scotty Miller. I can't remember if I mentioned this, but he's 1,800 less on DraftKings. So you definitely like that price there on DraftKings. Whereas Sanders, he's only 1,100 less on DraftKings. Sanders, um, he started off kind of slow, and then he started to come on there to go back here. And uh, yeah, he hadn't, he was uh, out on that injured reserve. I think it might have been COVID-related. I can't quite uh, remember, but before, prior to that, he had 18 points, 12, 14, and 2. Targets for the year, about 7. So 
Um, you know, again, you have Michael Thomas back, so, you know, how will that impact him? Guys like Traquan Smith, yeah, they're probably not going to be as involved as much. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Speaking of Scotty Miller, too, Antonio Brown is back in the mix. So, uh, yeah, I totally forgot about him. Oh, good old Antonio. So, yeah, that, I guess that's another thing with Miller. It'd be kind of interesting throughout the year. Um, maybe he's not uh, the commodity that he was. But anyhow, let me uh, before we get on Antonio, let me talk about Traquan here real quick. Uh, he's coming in at 9,500. Younger receiver, pretty solid player. He's been averaging almost eight points for the year. DraftKings, he's 800 less. Targets, about five. Uh, he had been out there 82% of the time, whereas if you look at Emmanuel Sanders, only 65% of the time. When Sanders, though, the usage rate was 16% versus Traquan's 8%. So that's another guy here. I don't really wouldn't, like, unless it was a contrarian play, put him in that MVP spot. Um, you know, if it's a cash lineup, I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't mess with it. You know, uh, but uh, a guy could be in the winning lineup, absolutely. Um, all right, so now we have Antonio Brown. He's coming in at 9,000 on FanDuel. He's 8,000 less, or 8,000 on DraftKings, so 1,000 less. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously Brady and him have a little uh, rapport with each other um, from that time, that brief time there. In Tampa Bay, they get along. Brady's got confidence in him. Brown, uh, I mean, his talent is in question. You know, maybe his mental stability might be a little bit. Uh, you know, I wish him well. I, I went to school at CMU, so he's a CMU guy, uh, Central Michigan University. So uh, that's just kind of, kind of crazy because he used to be such a good player. And then, yeah, he's just, I don't know, he's just been really kind of had some, in my, my opinion, some kind of bizarre behavior the last couple of years. But, Anyhow, um, you know, maybe it just takes him to be on a team that's got this much talent. It's got a legit chance to win a Super Bowl. A lot of veterans in there. So uh, hopefully, you know, he, uh, I guess, just keeps his act together. But, yeah, that can make that offense that much more potent. So, so yeah, that's he's kind of an interesting uh, guy there. I don't know how much he'll play, though. That would be my only thing with him, you know, especially in the beginning. But uh, I'm certainly going to throw on some lineups. Um, and then outside of that, you know, uh, all these other guys, from a cash lineup standpoint, I probably wouldn't even, like, go there. Me doing GPP, playing a lot of lineups, I might go in with some of these guys. Um, but there's really not a whole lot here left other than maybe, like, that Callaway with the Saints. Um, but that's, that's basically most of this is with Thomas not playing. Um, you know, he'd been out there for almost 40% of the snaps, and his usage rate was 13%, about three targets a game, averaging almost four points. He's 8,000 on FanDuel, 1,700 less than DraftKings. You know, but again, like I say, with Michael Thomas back, uh, I just don't really like that. That's kind of the same thing with, like, a guy like Tyler Johnson, especially with, with Godwin in and, uh, and with Antonio Brown. So really, out of all these other guys here, yeah, there's there's really not a whole lot to be excited about, uh, in my opinion, with uh, with any of them. Um, let's see here. And again, uh, prior to all those injuries, if you did want to take a flyer on some of these guys, um, like I mentioned, Callaway was out there, 39% of the snaps. Usage rate was 13%. And this is really what I'm looking at, at these guys. Are like, are they on the damn field, basically? You know, they're going to get a chance to make a play. Um, and then try to let that kind of, you know, drive my decision. 
Uh, like I mentioned, Tyler Johnson, 44% of the time out there, 6% usage rate. Deontay Harris is out there for basically a third of the snaps usage rate. When he's out there, he's 18%. Justin Watson with Tampa Bay, 36% of the snaps usage rate is 7%. And then from there, it really falls off to some of these other guys. I just don't really see him probably being, uh, you know, really being, yeah. Yeah, Justin Watson, Mickens, Austin Carr, Tommy Lee Lewis, Jawan Johnson, yeah. I just don't really see it. And hell, this is what, some of those guys probably won't even be active for the damn game when it's all said and done with. Uh, so, all right, let's take it over to tight ends here. Some pretty decent options here. Jared Cook, I feel, has been having a pretty uh, solid year. Uh, for the Saints, been averaging about 10 points, about five targets. Really played well the last few weeks here. He's had 14 points, 11, 12, and then 0 and 3. So there was that little lull there, but overall, just solid. He's out there for 53% of the snaps. Usage rate is 13%. $10,000 price tag on FanDuel. $8,800 on DraftKings. It's probably one of like the better matchups for the Saints players, You know, at least compared to the quarterback and the wide receivers. Tampa Bay is 15th against the tight ends. Um, now on the other side of the ball, that's another great matchup for the Bucks players. Uh, Gronk, of course. Uh, playing real well. 29th is his uh, is the Saints defense against the uh, Bucks. So you could see Gronk potentially having a big night, maybe a guy like Cameron Bray. Uh Gronk is coming in at 9,500 on FanDuel, 8,600 on DraftKings. He's been playing 80% of the snaps. Usage rate is only about 9%, which it's understandable. Like, I, I mean, Brady's just got so many damn weapons there. Uh, and then, like, you know, they mentioned they've got Antonio Brown now as well. Uh, last couple weeks, Gronk's been playing really well. Uh, points, 12, 15, 16. And then before that, 7 and 3. Probably some of that coincided when, uh, was it OJ uh, Howard? I can't remember. I think that's his first name. But uh, they had had that tight end they drafted from Alabama a few years ago in the first round. And I can't remember if he tore his ACL or tore his Achilles or what it was, but he's out for the year. And so from there, you start to see Gronk's, uh, you know, production basically kind of coincided with that. Uh, so, and of course, him and Brady have got all their experience together. So you like all that. All right. Then from here, um, Taysom Hill or Cameron Bray, I think those guys are probably, if you did want to get some low options compared to like maybe some of those receivers, these are some guys that you could look at. I think most of you guys are probably familiar with Taysom Hill. He's kind of that Swiss Army knife. He might come in at a quarterback, maybe, you know, in a wildcat formation, sometimes just a classical formation. Might come in at tailback or H-back, carry the ball a little bit. You know, who knows what it is. He came out and gave you 14 points last week. If he's if he gives you 14 points at 6,500, there's a damn good chance he's going to be in that winning lineup. Um, he's out there, usage rate, or excuse me, snap rates about 23% of the time. Anyway, when he is out there, because of he's kind of like that, I don't know, kind of like a tricky player. Like basically, when he's out there, he's involved um, quite a bit. So twenty-eight percent of the usage rate when he's out there, which is uh, it's pretty amazing from that standpoint. And then you have Cameron Bray here too. He's just a guy. He can like just over the years, he always seems like when it's said and done with, he ends up getting you, you know, maybe five, six, seven touchdowns. Uh, He's just a good, solid player, especially that year before that Howard. He had a really good year. I think he was a top-ten tight end going back a few years ago. And then uh, 
you know, and then when they had got Gronk in there and Howard, he was kind of like lost in the shuffle. But last couple weeks, I mean, it's nothing amazing, but he does get targeted a couple times a game. He's out there 20% of the snaps. Usage rate's 11%. Um, I just like him because he's a big guy for that. Uh, always talk about in that red zone. Now, this I could see this being a relatively high-scoring game. So if there's uh, some of these guys don't get over 10 points, I don't know if they'd actually be in that top, top lineup. Uh, so that's one thing with him and even Taysom Hill is they could put off like like kind of like one big play, but but usually at least in Brate's, uh thing, it's kind of like just the other night, like uh, Thursday with Mercedes Lewis. We talk about that. That shit happens all the time. That second or third tight end when it's short and goal uh, situation, there's play actions and, it, and a lot of times they end up throwing to those tight ends. So that is the one thing where maybe – I say there's probably like a better percentage or chance of them scoring a touchdown compared to some of those receivers we talked about. But you might see one of those receivers bust out, maybe like a longer type of play, you know, uh, if, if I wanted to try to maybe argue for the receivers. But I like those guys as far as some cheaper options and maybe having a like a legitimate decent chance of giving you some, some sort of production. And outside of that, if I were to really chase down anybody else, maybe Josh Hill, just because he's out there 41% of the snaps, his usage rate is only 4%. He hasn't really been having a target a game. He hasn't been average for a full point a game. So this is definitely more of a contrarian play if you wanted something just that's going to be that you know will be low owned and won't be in a ton of lineups. Um, and that's more if you're, like you're uh, kind of like playing a lot of lines. If you're cash lineup and only doing a handful of lineups, I wouldn't even fuck around with him. Honestly, I wouldn't fuck around with the other, any of those guys other than like Gronk and Cook if it was a cash lineup. All right, let's go here and look at the running backs. Of course, uh, we have Alvin, uh, Alvin Kamara uh, having just a hell of a year, averaging 24 points. You can see him being heavily owned in that MVP spot. He's 14500 on FanDuel. He's coming in 13600 on DraftKings. With him, really the only thing about him I don't like, it's just he's got a tough matchup. The Bucks are eighth against opposing running backs. But with Kamara, as most of you guys know, uh, and he's out there 71% of the snaps, and he splits it out basically with him and Latavius Murray. But when he's out there, his touch rate or usage rate, I mean, it's 45%. I mean, it's that's pretty phenomenal. Been averaging about 12 carries for the year, about 10 targets. Points, like I mentioned, 24. We go back with him. His last uh, five games, 21 points, 19 points, 16 points, 19 points, 38 points. So I could see him really, particularly on DraftKings, because that salary is lower. And he's got, I mean, just as much potential or, uh, or his average, basically, just as much as anybody else in the slate. So, <laughs> excuse me, I could see him being a popular candidate on DraftKings because he's cheaper and he still has that upside. All right, now on the other side of the ball, we have Ronald Jones. He's coming in here at 13000 on FanDuel, 1100 less on DraftKings. Looks like he's finally rounded into form. I think, was this his, was this his third year now, I think? Maybe it's the second, second or third year. Was he, a, a, I think, a somewhat early second round pick a few years ago? Hadn't really done much uh, in the beginning of his career. Looked like he might have been kind of a bust, but then uh, looks like he's kind of found his way. He's been averaging about 12 points this year, almost four targets, about 15 carries a game. Uh, pretty decent price tag, like they did mention. It's, this is one thing the Saints are good at here, is opposing running backs. So they're actually even better than uh, the Bucks. So 
from that standpoint, um, you know, maybe not as excited about that. I don't really like him for MVP spots on either either site, FanDuel or DraftKings. Definitely, definitely consider him in the lineups, but um, yeah, I just don't think it's, you know, just given the amount of other good players that are in this game, I just don't probably see it. He's out there 49% of the snaps. His usage rate is 54%. And then he's basically, for all intents and purposes, been splitting that time with uh, Fournette. Fournette's coming in at 10,000 on FanDuel. 800 less on the DraftKings, so 9,200 there. Last couple weeks, uh, actually, let's go back a little bit longer. So he had 9 and 13. And then, yeah, I guess, I don't, I can't remember if he was, I think he was hurt. Or maybe it's between some of those games he's getting cut. I can't really remember all the details, but I think he was probably banged up. But it looks like he's going to be playing. Um, those last couple weeks, though, too, I mean, he was he's definitely involved. Uh, last week, 15 rushes, 6 targets. The week prior, 11 rushes or 11 carries, 7 targets. You know, like I say, 9 and 13 points. So, yeah, there's a lot to like there. Uh, you know, I don't think I went over uh, Jones here the last 5 games, so... With him, he's been a little bit more inconsistent. 5, 10, 25, 14, and 16. Um, so, you know, I don't know where, where he'll... I, I could see him being more than the 5 points. You know, probably that 10 to 14-point range I think is probably, probably legit. I don't know if he's going to go out and give you a 25-pointer just given, like, it's a tougher matchup there. So, uh, all right, yeah, let's just sit here and we'll look at the kickers real quick. Um... Yeah, I guess really with the kickers, I've never seen, at least on, on from Fandle, two kickers in the winning lineup that I can really think of. On occasion, I will do that where I have a stack where if I feel there's really one team that might dominate another team where maybe I'll take like the, the quarterback, the kicker on the same team, and then like maybe a running back or a receiver or tight end, whatever fits together. And then that last spot, like I'll throw in, uh, like the uh, like the other team, and it might be like maybe that's where a kicker comes in or whoever will fit into that spot. This game, I don't really see that probably happening, at least from a fantasy standpoint. I see there probably being a lot of guys that are going to score, so that would probably be my rule. I probably won't even really mess with just having um, having two in here, period, at all. Because I can't just see from a fantasy standpoint one team really dominating all the points compared to the other team. But having either one of the guys in there, I think, is, makes a lot of sense. Uh, both of them uh, suck up for, or suck up uh, for Tampa Bay. Averaged 9.6, almost 10 points for the year. He's coming off a 15-point game last week and 9 points. Lutz, 14 points, 11 and 15. So, I mean, normally if you give a guy, especially for, you know, 9,000 or 8,500, where these guys' range is, is at, they're both right around that uh, in DraftKings as well. I mean, if you get a guy that's thrown up 14, 15 points, um, you can definitely see one of those guys being in that winning lineup uh, for sure. So, um, yeah, and I guess that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. And like I talked, you know, we already kind of talked about overall the defenses are potentially in play um, on DraftKings. Um, I don't really probably see that being an MVP candidate on there at all, unless you wanted more of the contrarian play. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know overall. Like, I mean, you expect the Saints, uh, um, they're probably one of the better teams that Tampa Bay's played this, this year. So they'll probably put a little bit more 
stress on that defense, I'd imagine, compared to maybe some of the other teams uh, the Bucks have played so far. So, anyhow, that's pretty much it. So, go out, kick some ass Sunday night, and then uh, I'll start working on a uh, Monday night video. Probably come out. Usually, I don't have the uh, all the stats released. Till probably like maybe like Sunday afternoon or Sunday night. But I'll get that out there for you guys too. So, all right, guys, go out, kick some ass, and I'll talk to you soon. See ya.